in, all of you on the network. We certainly appreciate it. It is a day where it's a Friday. Some went away. I saw it was uh, my buddy Dwayne up at Dwayne's Covered All. Shot me a video, sent uh, some snow falling up in the Wausau area up north. And uh, not happy about that. The clouds have rolled in where I'm at after starting off to be just a picture-perfect, beautiful day. And uh, I'm in a good mood. I, I'm, I'm feeling it. Ben, on the other hand, Ben Kenny is in uh, an anxiety-ridden state where at any point in time he could throw up in a garbage can. You doing okay, Ben? I'm still here. <laughs> uh, so Ben is, uh, he's loaded. He's got the anxiety. Phillies uh, play later today, obviously this weekend. And then you've got the Eagles taking on the uh, Cowboys. So he's got a lot of Philly angst going on in the meantime i'm happy i'm i'm feeling good um i was asked you know what uh i completely off topic from what we were going to talk about today because the season isn't upon us until next week but uh i was asked today are you concerned that the bucks didn't win a preseason game my answer was no i you know no um first of all Giannis didn't play a whole lot in the preseason he played in the final game against Brooklyn a little bit more so than anything. Did you see it got a little testy between him and Ben Simmons, too, by the way? No, I did not see that. I haven't yeah. been monitoring the Ben Simmons front recently. Yeah, it did. Ben Simmons uh, Ben Simmons naturally looking around as if to say, what the hell did I do? But Giannis, uh, Ben Simmons playing a little bit physical, more physical maybe than Giannis liked in the preseason. And Giannis gave him kind of an elbow as he passed by. Yeah, getting a little testy. Well, that's one of those storylines we'll watch as the season moves forward. Next time you get uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the Bucks matching up, it's a storyline to watch. Then again, Ben Simmons probably could get hurt and will not return until 2027, but that's neither, you know, that's another story for another day. But yeah, it it doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. I don't mean to downplay it by any stretch of the imagination, but the the Bucks are they don't even flip the switch until the end of December. So I'm not worried about it. I enjoy it. I love watching it. It's on in the bar all the time. But, no, I, I'm i not concerned they didn't win a, pre, a, a preseason game. I don't care. I know that uh, I was listening to a Budenholzer talk and just said, you know, we need to get better. I mean, Budenholzer was unbelievably generic in his postgame presser, I, what I did listen to. And he's right. Look, they just – they're working on certain things. They're working on combinations. Uh, a lot of the guys that, uh, you know, are not going to see a ton of playing time got a ton of playing time. I think he was just trying to find out, you know, kind of some of the depths that they have. But not concerned at all. You know, Chris Middleton's not playing yet. So he hasn't played a game since, uh, you know, a while back. So I'm not, you know, not concerned about it. Not, not in the least. That's, that's our buck segment for the day. We did a good service there, I would assume. 877-867-1670. Mark says, how can you say that people are not taking the Jets serious? Now, I never said that. I think what you're misconstruing is is that Matt Mitchell said that the money, the betters, are starting to come towards the Jets. Jets are picking up some steam. The Jets are a decent team. They're not a great team good secondary they can throw the ball the Packers we have seen their struggles on display for whatever reason I, I it's almost like the, I, I think this weekend is a big game because I want to see aggressiveness and I know that's very difficult to define but I want to see aggressiveness I want to see a different level of play 
it seemed like uh, when the Packers came out and got off to that early lead, a lot of passivity came over that team in many different areas. The play calling, the the defensive play calling, passivity just kind of em- embraced that team. What I'm looking for is Aaron Rodgers has said it a couple of times now, we have not played a full game. I'm looking for this team to play a full game. You're going to have a three and out. You're going to have um, a, a segment that's not going to be great defensively. We understand that. But what I'm looking for is aggressiveness to beginning to end. That, that's what I'm looking for. That's it. If they do that, they'll win the game. But the passivity that we saw over in London, and I went back. At last night, I had nothing to do other than watch that craptastic commander's game. That was awful. So I went back and started – I pulled my laptop down. I started to watch uh, the Packers game again just to kind of look at a few things. And just guys just open. Guys not being aggressive. No real hard chucks at the line of scrimmage, defensively speaking. Guys not getting off uh, on, you know, defenders, offensively speaking. It's just – I'm just looking for aggressiveness. That's what I'm looking for. Don't talk about it. Just I'm I'm looking for I'm looking for aggressiveness. That's it. Uh 877-867-1670. 877-1670. Hit us up. Uh be happy to help. Be happy to chat with you. Um, what else here? This one is, who's this from? This is from Chris. Chris says, uh, hey, Unit, I agree with you. I want to see them be aggressive, but I want to see somebody on the defense take somebody's head off. Chris, I, that, it's a term. It's a turn of phrase, I guess. That I agree with. In other words, you want to see somebody hit, fire everybody up. Okay. He then goes on to say, but Joe Barry has got to stop his ways. This team is taking on his passive character. He has always been bad. He's always been a guy that says, don't let anything get behind you. In the meantime, they rack up yards. They take the field. They take possession. They take time of possession. And then you ultimately lose the game with a Joe Barry defense. I always thought he sucked. He still sucks. When are they going to get rid of this guy? Chris, uh, first of all, they're not going to get rid of him this year. So that's not going to happen. Just just an FYI. Um, Also... Uh, I know that Joe Barry had spoke yesterday. We're going to hear some from Joe Barry, too. Ben, we have some of what Joe Barry had to say yesterday, right? Yes. Okay, so we're going to hear from Joe Barry. Uh, after the bottom, I think the bottom of the hour, we'll, we'll do that. However, um, they're not going to make a move. I think there was a conversation. I think there was a conversation with Joe Barry, Matt LaFleur, and company, and Matt LaFleur looked at this thing after a lot of the lines of questioning were, you're taking your foot off the gas. Why? The second half of your ball game stink. Why? Are you not capable of making adjustments? Why? I think right now there's a lot of questions that are pointed directly at coaching, not at the players, but at coaching. And I believe that they're going to come out and start to put the foot on the gas. They're going to start to play more aggressive. I want to see it. I want to. See, they can talk about it all they want, but I want to see it. But I would agree with you. Because he's not doing anything to help his reputation right now, Joe Barry is. No doubt. Uh, Ricky says, Joe Barry stinks. Got to get him out of Green Bay. They're never going to win a championship with a Joe Barry-led defense. Um, well, you know, they were a, they, they were a really, I'm not going to say really good. They were 
Well, yeah, they were a really good defense last year. They weren't great in any specific category, but they were solid overall. I mean, again, last year at the end of the season, the way the season ended, remember, it wasn't the defense that let them down. It was special teams in the offense. So for as much as you want to scream and yell about it, Joe, and I'm not defending Joe Barry, but I'm not saying that's the reason they lost in the postseason last year. That's not. That's the furthest thing from the truth. They lost because the offense sucked and the special team sucked. Defense held their own big time, remember, big time. So, no, I'm, I'm not going there. Not going there at all. Last year, man, remember, they only gave up th- the defense. What did the defense give up? Um, last year, what, six points? I think the defense gave up in the postseason. Because Robbie Gold drove down, kicked a field goal. They had the blocked punt and a point after. And then another Robbie Gold field goal. That was it. The defense gave up six points. Yeah. Not going to blame Joe Barry for not having the capability to call a defense in the postseason. That I won't do. Not until it's worse, we'll say. Um... But I, but I agree it's got to be more aggressive. I, I don't know what else to say. I've beat that horse. Now we just kind of wait and see what happens on Sunday. Uh, Spencer says, I love the program. Uh, what do you think of the Badger program going into East Lansing? If they get a win, do we kind of anoint, do we kind of anoint Leonard as the next Paul Christ? Well, I don't understand what the hell you're asking. Are you saying that this team is still Paul Christ team? or Spencer, rewrite that, man. Sometimes I read these things on the fly, and I'm thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Um, it's a big game. I'll give you that. It's a big game for Wisconsin, only in the fact that it would be the first time you get back-to-back wins all season. It's a team that was projected to be pretty good at the beginning of the season. Now, granted, they've fallen on hard times, much like the Badgers did. But getting a win back-to-back fashion on the road, you take it. Hell, yeah. I'm not going to say that all of a sudden they're back and Wisconsin's you know, going to be the team to beat? No, it's just, it's, it's, you I want to see what I saw against Northwestern. They looked organized. They looked crisp. They looked inspired. It wasn't disheveled, for lack of a better term. You know, I want to see what they did against Northwestern. Now, do I think they're going to get another 42 to 7 win in East Lansing? Probably not. But I still think Michigan State is a decent team, not a great team by any stretch of the imagination. They're not a top 25 team, but you got to beat this type of team. Then come back home and reel off a couple of wins against Purdue and Maryland. Kind of get yourself right. You'll have four in a row at that point before you got to go to Iowa. But you got to keep building forward. You, you, can't, you can't play really well against Northwestern, pound your chest, and then regress against a team that just got killed, much like you did, against Ohio State going over to East Lansing. And then say, well, it's tough to win on the road. It is tough. Everybody knows it. Shut up. I, I want to see the same style of play, the same aggressiveness, the same intensity, the same crispness that we saw out of that game. That's all I'm looking for. Ben, what are you looking for out of the game against uh, the Michigan State Spartans this weekend? Eh, everything you said. I mean, Michigan State sucks. Not as bad as Northwestern, but they're really bad, and they've really been struggling. Get the pass game going. I look for big explosive plays from the secondary. Just take care of business again. Stack some success. Get some consistent uh, see up front with the line. 
and then move forward. If Illinois loses to Minnesota this weekend, in theory, they control their destiny in the West. So uh, just take mm-hmm. care of business. That's really it. Okay. Sounds good. That's it. And make a field Eight. goal. <laughs> make a field goal. Right, so yeah, special teams not necessarily the strong suit right now. Let's do this. We're going to get a, uh, a perspective from the Jets' side of things, and I promise I'm going to get the name right by the time we get there because uh, Al uh, Ianzone, he is going to be joining us. Uh, he's uh, with the, He covers the Jets for Newsday, and we'll talk with him uh, coming up next. We're going to talk with him from the perspective of the Jets and how good this team actually is. Coming in a Lambeau field, Sunday noon kickoff, looking forward to it. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Quick Trip. Don't forget the uh, opening drive. So you stop at Quick Trip, type in your quick rewards card at the pump, okay, which is your phone number. Type in that. There you have it. And then you're automatically registered. One winner a week is going to be pulled. And when they pull your name, you're then eligible for the opening drive contest. And what's going to happen is when the Packers get the opening drive, for every yard they gain, you get a $10 gift card. If they score, field goal touchdown, 500 bucks. It's that simple. So all you got to do is you need gas anyway. Stop in a quick trip. And if you're heading there for tailgate items such as the man cave, the beer cave will say. I shouldn't say the man cave because everybody loves beer. The women cave too. Then you've got all your supplies. You've got your brats. You've got your hot dogs. You've got your buns. You've got your condiments. You've got your pothole pizza. Every Plus warm food. Good stuff over there at Quick Trip. No reason not to say hi to our friends over there at Quick Trip. Stay tuned. Got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to buy our good friends over there at quick trip again uh, telling you to use that quick rewards card get uh, get registered for the opening drive contest for the green bay packers proud packers uh, sport uh, supporter as well good stuff there al ianazone from uh, newsday covering the uh, new york jets joining us on the hotline al how you doing man good how are you doing really really good uh big game for the packers coming off of the loss to the giants and at first, you kind of look at this game at the beginning of the season. You go, ah, oh, you know, the Packers should beat the Jets at home. They've really been really good protecting Lambeau Field since Matt LaFleur got here. I don't know if that's the case anymore. What is the perspective in New York right now coming into the uh, face the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, there's a lot of excitement and, and a lot of enthusiasm and optimism here for the Jets lately uh, and coming into this game. I mean, uh I don't think anybody expected them to do what they did last week against Miami. Now, I understand they were playing at the end of the day, a third-string rookie, but they still dominated the line of scrimmage. You know, they, they, they had uh, five rushing touchdowns. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, Carl Lawson had seven quarterback hits. So they, they, were, get, they, were, they were winning both sides of the football. So th- that definitely has uh, added some juice uh, around here where, you know, the Jets haven't won much, like you said. You know, I think I'm one of those people who looked at it and said, okay, that's a loss for the Jets. But, uh, you know, I don't ever count out Aaron Rodgers. But there's definitely a different different feeling going into this game now as opposed to, you know, maybe before the season started. 
Uh, I was reading the statistics for this Jets team and the amount of pressures, the amount of hits, the amount of passes defended uh, is impressive. Their secondary has been really good. And the fact that they're playing a, a wide receiving core, that's not, for lack of a better term, that's not. That, you know, Aaron Rodgers can only do so much. I guess that's the way you got to look at it if you're the Jets, right? To just, you know, Aaron can't catch it. So you got to, if you press these guys and you really play aggressive, they're not a great wide receiving core. You got a legitimate shot at getting and beating them up if you can contain the run game. Well, that's it, containing the run game, which the Jets have not done well this year. If you look at last week, and I know, uh, I think it was 137 yards rushing by the Dolphins, but, you know, I know they were uh, not okay with that. But they didn't want to let Waddle and obviously Tariq Hill, you know, beat them to the top. Um, last time they played a team with a you know two two headed running back uh, tandem, that was Cleveland, and, and with you know Chubb and Hunt, and they obliterated the Jets. They just wound up winning at the end with that crazy miracle comeback. So that's going to be to me that's going to be the key uh, if they get the run game going, opening up. You know, uh, play action for for Aaron. Yeah, that's going to make for a long day. So obviously, that's a key. That's something they're going to focus on because they know that they were seconds, literally seconds away from getting their doors blown off in, in Cleveland with Kareem Hunt and and Nick Chubb just running all over them. So they, they definitely have to address uh, you know how they stop the run. Um, quarterback position wise, um, I, I like what the Jets have. I think that they've got some quality pieces around uh, quarterback wise. When you look at uh, when you look at Zach Wilson, I'm just kind of wondering how much of an offense are, do you think they're going to need against this Packers defense, which has not shown any aggressiveness up until this point. So, uh, when you look at uh, a guy like uh, you know Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, right. Corey, Day, do they have that ability to kind of for what the Packers offer in the secondary? Do they have the ability to get open and get downfield and make make Zach Wilson a better quarterback? Uh, I think they do. I mean, you know, the Jets have done this methodically. Everybody is used to the old regimes here, who used to you know just spend money on big-time free agents. You know, they're, they're building this thing through the draft. You mentioned Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. You know, those those were picks last year and this year. Corey Davis was a big free agent signing, but it, they didn't break the bank for him. Uh, they have a lot of depth and versatility in, in this offense. We haven't even gotten to the running game. So I absolutely think, and you guys, you know, Green Bay knows this offense. They've seen it because Mike LaFleur, the Jets' offensive coordinator, is Matt's brother, so they're very similar uh, aspects to it. Uh, I think the Jets are a pretty talented team that they, they could uh, open up this offense a lot more. And I think little by little they will. You know, the two games that Zach has played since coming back from knee injury against the Steelers, they needed to win throwing the ball. He threw two fourth-quarter touchdown passes. This past game, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. He was more of a game manager, you know, took care of the ball, didn't turn it over. They had five rushing touchdowns. He had one of them. So they're showing they have some versatility and talent. And, and you know, I do think it's early, but I do think you can uh, uh, see that this team is, is, you know, really starting to put something together. Let's talk about the run game. Packers okay against the run. They're decent up front. They have big bodies when they bring T.J. Slayton in to try to stop the run. What does that run game have to do to negate what the Packers can offer? Well, the one thing that the Jets do well, and, and I think the Packers do well, too, it's hard to bring down A.J. Dillon and, and Aaron Jones, right? For some reason, you know, Michael Carter and, and Brees Hall maybe not as big as that. It's hard to bring these guys down. They're breaking tackles. They're, they're usually uh, – Michael Carter was among the leaders last year of, you know, um, 
yards after contact. And, and Brees Hall's been like that so far this year as a rookie. So I, I think they just have to continue to mix mix in the run game, you know, play action pass, uh, go to his check downs. They have a, and we haven't even touched on the tight ends, too. they got some talented tight ends in, in Tyler Conklin and, and C.J. Uzama. So this is, this is a challenge for, for any defense right now because there is a lot of talent. Now, the thing is, they're all very young. So, you know, you have to wait till these guys grow up. But they are starting to show signs that they are growing up quickly. I mean, Brees Hall the last couple of games has been a monster. You know, I think Matt LaFleur said that the other day. You know, 197 yards last week, two catches, 18 carries, you know, a touchdown. Probably could have had three touchdowns. He got tackled twice on the one. So they have a lot, a lot of, a lot of different ways they can go. And, and I think this run game is, is something that, you know, Mike definitely, Mike LaFleur definitely wants to establish. Is the Packers under Matt LaFleur have not lost, lost back-to-back games? So I, I got to think if you're you're sitting there inside that Jess locker room, you're going, man, not a. It didn't do us any favors to have the Giants beat them over in London. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but you know they don't. We look at it like that, but they don't look at it like that. They believe most players are going to believe they're going to win every game. Plus, they got a guy like Sala who who is a very good leader, motivator, things like that. Um, I don't think they look at it like that. I'm sure it's in the back of their mind. Man, we're going to Lambeau. They haven't, you know, what is it, a 15 game? Like, I don't know if they know all the numbers. Like, we know 15 consecutive mm-hmm. games haven't lost back-to-back under Matt LaFleur. I mean, those are impressive, impressive numbers. I think the Jets are feeling good about themselves. They're feeling confident. And, you know, they're going in there really with nothing to lose. And just uh, another game where they can show that, you know, they're not the same Jets. And I think that's been a focus this year because – when they won last week, they beat the Dolphins. That was their first AFC East win, their first division win in two years, 12 straight losses. They hadn't won two in a row on the Sala. That's the first time they did that. They hadn't won a, a home game since last year. You know, So each, each week it's almost like, okay, let's, let's knock this one off our list. Let's knock this one off our list. So, so there's a lot of confidence inside that locker room that they believe that you know, this can continue perception from your uh, your side of the coin because we look at the green bay packers in a different light obviously but right. they lose they get kind of boat raced by the vikings they struggle a little bit they beat up on a bad bears team they only score 14 in a weird game down in tampa bay to hold on they almost got beat by bailey zappy against the patriots and then they go over to london and right. just look like they laid down in the second half and get beat, beat by the giants what is the perception of the packers right now yeah i think it's like you know, getting used to playing without Devontae Adams. That that would be my perception because obviously uh, he's a tremendous talent and, and, and he was not only a security blanket, he just was a dominant player uh, for Aaron Rodgers. That that connection was historic in my opinion. So I think now you're, you, you know, you got young guys and you got a quarterback who's trying to make it all work. Uh, I, you know, I heard where he said the other day that, you know, he feels like it's going to come. And he, of course, Aaron Rodgers is a two-time MVP. No one's ever going to count these guys out, but they certainly don't look like, you know, every year uh, under, under Matt, they look like the class of the uh, NFC. They don't look like that right now. It's only week six, I guess. So, you know, there's still time, but they, they certainly don't look like the same team. Great to talk to you, man. I appreciate the perspective. Uh, best of luck always and talk soon. Okay. Uh, all right. Take care. Thank you. There you go. That is our buddy Al. I, uh, I, I, zone.
Ianazone. I got to get that right. Al Ianazone. Uh, and he's with Newsday Sports over in New York at Al underscore Ianazone. I A N N A Z O N N E. Al Ianazone. I got it right there at the very end. So at least I can give myself a high five once we get off the air. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. When we do, the guy you've been wanting to hear from. He asked a field questions, right? Joe Barry. We're going to hear his discussion with the media. That's going to be coming up. Hey, uh, I'm going to tell you about our friends at Skipper Buds. Look, we've already had some nights that are freezing. If you have not had your boat in for service yet to get it winterized, boy, you're really you're playing with fire here at this point. Uh, don't do what I did and uh, leave it out too long. And then the next year you go, hey, go ahead and summarize that thing. Get it ready to go, only to have them say, yeah, you're screwed. Uh, your engine's blown up. So get it done. If you haven't already, man, I pray, I pray for you that uh, your engine isn't all uh, swollen up and and popped at this point. But uh, get a hold of them. Go to our friends at Skipper Buds. Tell them uh, you heard it here. Tell them you want to talk to Kathy or Ryan. And to get a hold of them, just say, hey, can you get us in? I need to get this thing winterized. 262-544-1200. In Pewaukee, 262-544-1200. Or... If, uh, say, your was, was, you know, you're looking for a new one or yours wasn't right this year, you want to upgrade, you want to downgrade, they're doing all kinds of deals right now, and they got a ton of inventory. Again, 262-544-1200. That is our friends at Skipper Butts. Good stuff. When we come back, going to hear from Joe Barry, defensive coordinator for your Green Bay Packers, and get his thoughts on this milk toast ass defense. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Joe Barry so looking forward to hearing from joe barry haven't we joe barry now that we're uh, five games into the season the sixth on the horizon defense a little soft for lack of a better term so joe barry yesterday after we got off the air that's the reason we didn't air it live yesterday but after we got off the air joe barry defensive coordinator for the green bay packers went to the podium take a listen so we know joe we we all think your secondary is really good i mean as do i so why haven't they played very good? What's the disconnect there between talent and, and you know, giving up 27 points over five possessions and not many deflections or interceptions or any of those things? Yeah. No, I, uh, I agree, but I, I, think they're, uh, I, do, I think they're an elite group. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, I think the nice thing will be having Ja back, having him healthy, having him back in the fold. Um, I think consistency is always a big thing, and... Um, you know, we had a little stretch there where we lost Smash in the in the New England game for three quarters. Um, Adrian Amos. Um, you know, so I think th- those five guys, just like any position group, you know, the the consistency, the ability to come together, um, had a great great two days on uh, yesterday and today. So I think the more those guys play together as a unit. Um, the more comfortable they get and the, the better and better they'll play. Um, but there, there's not a doubt in my mind. I still think it's it's a special group and it's elite group. Joe, Smash was saying yesterday with those crossing routes, he said teams are going to keep running them until we can prove we can stop them. Sure. Why have teams been able to get so many yards off those against you guys? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think over routes are, are something that are, you know, it, it depends obviously on what kind of coverage contour you're in. Um, and, you know, um, not to get into too many X's and O's, but we have to play those better. I think we can, we can mix coverage a little bit um, at times because um, consistently there's been a few, um, a few of those that have shown up in specific coverage principles that we've been in. So I think any time that we can mix it up and change it up a little bit, I think that will obviously help. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a copycat league. And what I mean by that is when, when something happens in a game, it's going to show up the next game. And in, until, you know, you squash it, it's going to continue to show up. So um, I think there's a number of things that, that can help on that. Obviously, the, the changing of coverages, um, you know, the best coverage is a, is a great pass rush. If the quarterback can't throw the ball, um, it doesn't matter what you're playing behind it. So it all works together. Jordan Rasul was so good outside last year. Is he better off up there? What do you think about? Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, we we'd love to be able to get to that. And as I've told you guys before, you know, we feel that we have multiple guys that can play the nickel. Um, Job being one of them. Uh, Darnell being one of them. Um, you know. Uh, Jaws' availability just hasn't 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 been there, um, so we've almost been forced to play Rasul inside. Um, but we feel that we have a number of guys that we can stick in there. I think, you know, obviously with Sav being able to us be able to move him around, um, you know, if, if Savage isn't one of our two safeties, you know, in order to move him, um, we have to put someone in at safety. And I think uh, Rudy Ford has 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 proven that he's. Uh, you know, when he did have to go in and play against New England, he's getting more and more comfortable. Um, so obviously the ability to be able to move um, Darnell around uh, at other positions and be able to put Ford in the game, for example. Um, again, back to availability, just having those guys available to be able to do that's going to help. Why don't you think the, the takeaways have been what they were last year? Last yeah. Year? I mentioned that for a certain amount of cooperation from the other team, but why sure. And I appreciate you calling them takeaways. Uh, you know, offenses turn the ball over. We take the ball away. That, that's what we refer to them as. And, you know, we preach all the time. I'm a firm believer that, you know, takeaways are, they're, they're created. They don't just happen. You know, um, offenses are too good. Um, and you have, to, you have to physically go take the ball away, whether it be, you know, we call it punch, hammer, rake, you know, when we're trying to create a fumble. Um, when the ball's in the air. Again, I think when the ball's in the air, when the ball's thrown uh, in the passing game, I think interceptions a lot of times are created. Again, when we talked about when you, when you change up coverage, uh, the better the pass rush is, maybe the quarterback throws the ball a little sooner than, he, than he's ready to. Those are all things that go into taking the ball away on defense. And takeaways happen in droves. They really do. Um, you know, every year that I've ever been a part of having a great takeaway year, you know, which we did last year, um, they did, they come in they come in packs. So um, something that we preach it and talk about every single day, and we will continue. And uh, I, I firmly believe they'll they'll come. But you have to an offense isn't just going to turn the ball over. You you have to create those. You have to physically take the ball away. And we just gotta we gotta keep chopping wood, and, and they'll come.
Matt said Monday that there are times to be more aggressive in coverage. Why hasn't that happened? So much off coverage Sunday, and is that a priority for you to change? Absolutely, and I think we have the guys that can do it. Um, absolutely, you know, I, I think every situation's different. You know, we are not we're, we're not just going to go you know play bump and run press man coverage every snap. That that's that's not the system that we run, but. We do have to pick our spots, and we do have to be much more aggressive at times when when we can be. Um, and as I said with one of you guys when you asked about the, the what I think of our group, I, I think we have an elite special group that can go get after people and go challenge people and get in their face and, and be aggressive. And uh, and we need to do that. Why hasn't you, that happened? Jerry Alexander played maybe 50 snaps off the ball. I can't believe that he chose to do that. I mean, I, I'm assuming that that's built into your coverages. Is that the best use of his talent? No, I mean, Jaw ja is. I mean, Jaw's an elite corner. There's no doubt about it. But I mean, there's so many things that go into obviously the call, the coverage call, um, but then the the down and distance, the split of the receiver, whether he's in a cut split, whether he's in a normal split. Um, those are all things that factor into, you know, specifically when you're talking about the alignment and the leverage of a corner that factor in. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I firmly believe that, and we've looked long and hard at that this week, that being able to allow our guys to, to be aggressive and go get in people's face. And, um, you know, I, I think we have the guys to be able to do that and we can do that. And we, we will do that moving forward. Um, that's a great question. You know, I, I think the, uh, I mean, personally, I try to, I never try to be a knee jerk reaction guy. Um, and I think the, that that's the beautiful thing about an NFL football game is, you know, every single series is an in-game adjustment, you know. Um, you know, the common theme is, you know, people always talk about, you know, halftime adjustments. Adjustments are being made every single series. Um, great example in the, in the New England game where, you know, we went that, that series and a half of they were really getting after us in the run game. Um, you know, you don't have time in the second half to go in the locker room and make adjustments. Uh, those things take place on the sidelines every single series. So, um, I, I try to never, you know, make knee-jerk reactions, but you are constantly, and that's, you know, something I take a lot of pride in, and especially our staff takes a lot of pride in. Um, you know, we're constantly doing those things on the sidelines. When you see us in, in between series, I mean, it's a constant in-game adjustment. Hey, Joe, um, I remember the first time we talked to you, you told us that you were proud of your scars and that you're hardened by tough experiences, which obviously you experienced in Washington and Detroit. I'm wondering, you know, and I think we'd all say in our experience, we've had a lot of guys say, oh, I don't read or I don't listen. And, and that's probably true for many of them, but people who love them usually do know what's being said. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering what the last couple of weeks have been like for you. you. You know that, you know, there's a lot of questions about how your guys have played and the talent you have versus the success you've had. How do you kind of feel just the last couple of weeks have gone for you personally and what do you feel like you have to do to get this defense to where it's supposed to be? Yeah, well, I mean, first and foremost, uh, you know, going 0-16, I, I, don't, I don't feel like that right now. 
Okay, so that, let's let's be totally frank. Um, you know, uh, it's it's the fifth game of the year. You know, and uh, I mean, quite frankly, I think we had we had a, a bad quarter in the New England game, and we had a bad fourth quarter last week. So I don't equate. You know, I've told you guys before. I really I don't dwell on the past. I don't live in the past. I I, I look forward. I don't look in the rearview mirror. So. Um, you know, I, I don't even think that's that's comparable to where we're at right now. But um, we got a ton of football left to play. We got a great group of guys. Um, you know, we 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 learn from every single experience that we go through, and uh, you know, we learned a lot. You know, um, we, we had eight hours to think about it on that plane coming home from London, um, and the guys bounced back. We had a phenomenal day yesterday and a phenomenal day today. Um, and uh, it's, I've, I've told you guys this before, it, it's a great group to work with because they're, they're resilient as hell and they come back to work every single day excited, you know, wanting to get coached. So, um, and that's where we're at right now. Can't wait for Friday tomorrow. So you obviously have a system that you believe in. This is my philosophy. I'm running this. You just were saying how you know, you're not going to play bump and run every man to man every single snap. So how do you figure out Okay, this is what we believe in, but these are some adjustments that we can make, and we can do this. Like, what is that process like? Because you don't want to abandon what you believe in, because that's why sure. you have the job you have. At the same time, you know that maybe you need to do a few things differently. So, how do you go about that process? Well, I think that's again that that's the exciting thing about the process, um, and every single week is is unique and different. Um, I, I think people get in trouble. Personally, um, my belief is when you, you know, you just have a, 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 a dial a game plan. You know, hey, we're playing this offense. We're going to do this this week. Hey, we're playing this offense. We're going to do this this week. Um, me personally, I don't believe in that because I don't think you, you get good at anything. Um, you have to have a style. You have to have a belief. You have to have a system. Now, within that, again, based on who you play week to week, because every single week, is different in the National Football League. Um, personnel is different. Systems different. Obviously, uh, it's a quarterback-driven league. The quarterbacks are all different, you know. And I think that is, to me, that is always the chess match every week. Is okay. Here's our system. Here's who we are. But what are the subtle tweaks we're going to do? And um, and like I said, you know, it, it's it's happened a couple times this year. It happened, you know, a handful of times last year where. You know, you have to adjust. You have to, um, I don't want to say abandon ship and change because, like I said, I, I, I think that's that's not the right thing to do. I think you've got to stick to your beliefs. But within that, you got to say, okay, we're getting hurt on crossing routes. What the heck are we going to do here? How are we going to fix this? How are we going to change this? And you got to tweak it. And um, that's what's great when, when you got a great, uh, when you got a group of, guys that we have you know when you go in and say hey guys we've been doing this but we subtly have to tweak it here and do this they're all for it and they're 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 good to do it but i think that's that's part of the process that's part of the you know 17 game season week in and week out you have to do those things there you go that's joe barry defensive coordinator for the green bay packers and some of the things he had to say we'll discuss when we come back stay tuned more of the bill michael show next Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers and the Jets kick off at noon here at Lambeau Field Sunday. The forecast mostly cloudy, high of 49. Jets head coach Robert Sala says he talks to Matt LaFleur nearly every day, except for this week. The two got into the NFL together as assistants under Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. Sala was asked what it'll be like to face his best friend in a game. You know what, I think by now we're all used to it. Matt's been a head coach for, I think this is year four now, and we've played him when we were in San Francisco and played him when he was a coordinator at the Rams, so we've, we've had a lot of overlap, and uh, I think by now we're kind of numb to it. The Packers trying to shake off the disappointment of losing to the Giants in London. Wide receiver Alan Lazard. You know, obviously being 3-2 is kind of something very new for this organization the past few years. We've had mistakes, and we know the few ones that we've had as well that we could have been better in those situations as well, so um, I think Coach LaForge has done a great job of really just cultivating everyone around here just to be able to work and keep growing every single day and not be stuck on the results of last week. Packers safety Adrian Amos. I feel like a place like this, you're so used to being 14-3 and and blowing everybody out every week, but I mean, this is the NFL and you win some games, you lose some games, you got to take it each and every week. Like I said, you got to deal with adversity. It's likely that we may lose another game and you got to regroup again and you got to play. Head coach Matt LaFleur on what he told players in a team meeting this week. We play an imperfect game. This is an imperfect game. Mistakes are going to be made and I think it's a fine line between overcoaching and letting a guy grow through whatever the process is. Can you just go as fast as you can, do whatever you think is right in the moment and do it 100 miles an hour? And then if you make a mistake, so what? We'll get it corrected. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. So, Joe, uh, good, good question by uh, Tom Silverstein of the Journal Sentinel. Jair Alexander playing off, for 50 snaps playing off the receiver. He's a, one of the best press cover corners in the, in the business. And he's playing 50 snaps off the receiver. And I think Barry, I, you would assume he knows the amount, but Barry almost was like, oh, really, really? Oh, you know, like, oh, didn't, wow. It's it's kind of ominous when you hear that. That was that was a, a solid presser right there. Uh, a lot of tough questions, and, uh, and rightfully so. And basically, the, uh, the premise was your defense is playing soft. He, I mean, he did everything but say, yeah, we got to be more aggressive. This is on me, you know? Man, good questions. Really good questions. And a lot of the uh, the media members there. And he's hearing it, too. He certainly is. So, but yeah, when I heard that, I'm like, wow, that's, that's a, when you got a guy of his capability and of Ja, as they call him, of Jerry Alexander, and you're not pressing and you're not giving him the tools to just say go get him, man. That's you got to take a look at that. You just do. So I, I think that was one of those hit you in the face moments, you know. Big time. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. We can talk about it. But then again, coming up after the top of the hour, Rob Reichel 
is going to be joining us, and Rob is going to give us the lowdown as to what he thinks regarding this team, and we'll get into that discussion coming up here in a little bit as well. But uh, yeah, that was that was quite a that was quite impressive. That was a good Q and A, man. Good back and forth. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, so we're going to talk with Rob. Also, don't forget, final hour of the program, I'm going to talk a lot with Mike Clements. He's going to take us home. Uh, we got some more to get to, too. Uh, it, we're not going to stop with just that press conference. Uh, you also had uh, a couple of good uh, comments coming out of the Packers locker room. Darnell Savage Jr., going to hear from him. Rich Basaccia as well. Oh, yeah, got a lot more to get to. But Rob Reichel, Conley Media, Forbes.com, all going to be joining us coming up next. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Halfway down, two hours down, two hours to go. Stay tuned. We got more after this. <laughs> 